Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of a Ken and father of five sons. Each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. This is the place where young men come to learn what it means to be a man after God's own heart. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. And our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to be the men that God created them to be. So roll up your sleeves, gentlemen, and gird up. It's time to get to work. Gentlemen, welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. This is an agogi episode. By the way, agogi is the Greek word that Spartans would use uh, to describe the um, raising of men out of boys. So it's that it's that uh, Spartan tradition where they would take the boys off into the wilderness and the boys were not officially men until they killed the lion and came back or whatever the tradition was. I can't even remember. But um, that's what the word agogi means. And this is the place where young men learn to be the men that God created them to be. Welcome to you. I am so glad that you are here. Today we're going to talk about truth. Now, Martin Luther himself said, peace if possible, Truth at all costs. It says it right here on my shirt. You can go get one of those shirts at girdupministries.com. Click on the store and all that stuff will be right there. You can order one. I love this shirt. It makes my arms look big. <laughs> and I think it's awesome that Marty's all muscular. I, I like to call it the Night George shirt. Um, it's the I, I think that uh, while Marty was studying the Bible and translating it into German for the first time, he was also working out a ton because what else do you do when you're in hiding? Um, when he came out, he was Knight George. He was super ripped, um, and that's why his wife, Catherine, left the nunnery to go be with him because he was just so ripped that she couldn't, uh, she just couldn't resist him. More plates, more dates, right? Anyway, uh, peace if possible, truth at all costs. I, I think it's an applicable saying. I think it's a, something that we should all understand. It's something we should di- dive into. Um, but I think there's a couple of warnings that have to go with it. In this day and age, truth is not something that we all agree on. Um, like as far as the culture goes, and um, we have to be very clear about what we mean when we say um, peace if possible, truth at all costs, because it implies that there won't be peace, and uh, I think we need to define what that lack of peace is going to look like, um, and that's exactly what I want to do today. Um, first of all, if we're going to apply the truth that peace if possible truth at all costs, um, we need to understand that there has to be an objective truth. There is not in our culture right now, supposedly, there's not an objective truth. You hear people say all the time things like, find your truth, or he's living his truth, or he's speaking his truth. Well, unfortunately, truth is objective. Truth is objective, and it does not change. Okay, So when something is true, it cannot be deciphered or interpreted in your way. You can't decide whether your truth is more valid than someone else's because truth is objective, not subjective. It will not change. 
And scripture tells us that there is only one thing that will never change. Our God is the rock for a reason. A rock does not change over time. Okay, science buffs, I know they change a little. But the symbolism is that a rock is unchanging, right? And that's what our Lord is. He does not change with the ages. He does not change with the hours. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he tells us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's all that we need. He's the only truth we need to know. And what he speaks, every word of his mouth is truth. And that is the objective truth that we have to start with if we're going to have conversations about truth. When we say truth is truth at all costs, this is the truth that we are talking about. We're not talking about politics. We're not talking about um, you know, like someone that lies about you. We're not talking about your, your, your good reputation or your name. We're not talking about those things. What we're talking about is the truth. The way, the truth, and the life. Okay? In 1 Timothy chapter 4, um, he talks about the... Well, I'll just read it for you, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay? Here we go. The Spirit clearly says that in later times there... I'm sorry, I was looking into the light, and now I can't see anything. <laughs> the Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry. I can't see. And they order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God in prayer. If you point these things out to the brothers, it will be a good you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus brought up in the truths of the faith and of good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives tales, rather train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness is value for all things, holding up promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance and for this we labor and strive that we have put our hope in the living God who is the Savior of all men and especially of those who believe. Command and teach such things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in love, in life, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift which was given to you through the prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. This is the truth that we are talking about. We're not talking about winning people over to our side of an argument. We're not even talking about winning arguments. That doesn't matter. Right? When I recognize that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and I want people to know him, I don't want them to be deceived by the lies of the world, the lies of the devil, the lies of the flesh, the lies of false teachers. I don't want them to be deceived by that. Right? Jesus is life. He is the truth. He is the way. And if we want them to know the truth, it's because they will be set free by that truth from the lies that they are believing. Those lies that are holding them down to the grave. Those lies that will kill them now and in eternity. So if my approach to admonishing the people around me and giving them the truth. Sorry, this light is so stinking bright. Okay. Um, 
as if, if my goal is so that they might know the truth and the truth might set them free, I need to be very careful about how I present the truth. And that's why Luther says, peace if possible. My plan should not be violence, either verbal, physical, whatever it might be. My plan should not be to argue with them and convince them of my truth. My plan should be peace. My plan should be a peaceful, confident presentation of the gospel consistently over time, both by the way I live my life and by the words that come out of my mouth. And over time, they will see the goodness of the Lord in me and they will come to know and love him as I do. If I'm talking about a Christian who has been deceived, I lovingly admonish, I find peace at all costs so that they might not be driven away by the argument that we make. They might not be driven away by our teaching because we want them to know the truth so that the truth might set them free. Okay, My plan is not to prove everybody else wrong. My plan is not to find the core of the elect and preach to them only. My plan is not to teach people how to live like me, be more like me. None of that. My plan is that they know the truth and the truth might set them free. Think about it this way. If you find a stray dog and you want to take that stray dog home, you want to take it to the pound or wherever you're going to take it. I'm sorry, the Humane Society is not the pound anymore, right? If we want to take that dog to the Humane Society, we're going to have to catch that dog. Is it going to be easier to catch that dog by chasing it and yelling at it and throwing sticks at it and threatening it? Or is it going to be easier to catch that dog if I have a few treats, if I'm talking kindly, if I'm very patient about dealing with the dog? The same can be true with people. You're going to catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Might not actually be true. But it's a good saying. You are not going to attract people to Jesus by being unpleasant okay the truth you might be speaking might be unpleasant they might not want to hear what you have to say they might not want to acknowledge that they have been deceived and living in sin but the truth you speak is going to set them free so be kind be gentle because your goal is that they eventually see god the way you do see your savior as you do know him as you do and are set free from the lies and sin that are now consuming them and once they have been set free, do you want them to look at you and say, wow, you were such a jerk <laughs> while you were trying? Or do you want them to say, wow, how much love you showed me because you knew the truth and you wanted me to know it too? We also need to understand, though, that there won't always be peace. There won't always be peace. And that peace shouldn't, that, that, that rupture of peace shouldn't be something that we cause. Present the, present the truth, live the truth, and recognize that sometimes people will not want to hear the truth. They will not want to see the truth. They will not want to acknowledge the truth. You don't have to be up in somebody's face in order for them to reject you. At the end of the Beatitudes, Jesus says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because the same is your reward in heaven for in the same way, or for great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus knows that people are going to reject us, that they're going to threaten us, they're going to insult us, they're going to call us stupid, they're going to call us foolish, they're going to say that we don't love all that. Recognize that that's coming and maintain the peace as long as possible. 
And when the peace disappears, don't let it be because of you. Don't let it be because of you. If it's a Christian, someone who's inside of the church, yeah, you might have to take church action. But you do that the way we do it in the scriptures. The way Matthew 18 says to do it. We're not going to talk about that right now. But if you have to deal with a Christian, do it that way. If you're dealing with the world, man, they can't take your peace. Because there's a peace of, I mean, the truth is that there's peace like a river flowing in my soul, man. And I want them to know that same peace. I want them to know that same peace. I want them to know that same joy. I want them to know that same love, that love that sets me free, that love that will never end because I know the truth. There may not be peace. Don't agree with those who tell lies. Don't agree with those who speak falsehoods. Don't agree with those who don't know Jesus the way they should. Don't agree with those who teach uh, hypocrisy, who teach um, oh boy, I forgot the word. But who teach untruths, those false prophets, don't agree with them. Don't be at peace with them. But understand that there is peace like a river that flows through us because we know the truth. Because we know a truth that has set us free, the only truth. And then we want them to know the truth as well. So by your actions, let the truth be known. Pray for peace. Maintain the peace as long as possible. And if the peace is broken, remember you still got peace in your soul. And you maintain that peace so that one day they might see the way you behave, the way you live your light. And they might want to know more about that Savior. They might want to know more about that truth, that truth that has set you free. God's blessings, gentlemen. Go be the men of God created you to be. We'll see you next time. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, and publishing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. We hope it helps you along your journey to be a man after God's own heart. Be sure to check out the Gird Up channel on YouTube. There you will find many podcast episodes just like this one, but you will also find exclusive video content geared at helping you be the man that God created you to be by introducing you to other godly men, teaching you how to behave, study, dress, act, eat, and live like a man of God, and you'll find devotions to help you grow in faith. Please consider supporting Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping in the online store at girdupministries.com, or by making a $5 cup of coffee donation at girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure that you like, follow, friend, and subscribe to Gird Up and our guests on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Those links are in the description. And as always, we will be praying for you on your journey. Blessings, men. Time to gird up and go be the man that God created you to be.